I I am furious to a point of literal tears. <laughs> I am that mad at this fucking dumb show. I can't fucking wait. I was recording for all that too, so if you want to use that for a cold open. <laughs> yep. Yeah, fuck it. No no real cold no teases. Cause usually I'm like, this is some cool stuff to look forward to. This fucking episode don't have none of that shit. Fuck! So welcome to our review of this dumb bullshit show that made me so fucking mad that I'm about to start crying. I'm your host, Scotty Boy, um, and I'm joined by Blake Tanner, a man who did not watch this episode of Raw. No, and apparently I'm better off for it. We were supposed to be recording BS right now for this week. <laughs> we were supposed to be doing a whole different thing that I was just like, I... BS is a fun-loving goof show, and I I can't. I don't have that in me right now. But, like, as someone who loves professional wrestling, I knew I couldn't just say I'm not going to talk about this show. But as somebody who's also a content creator and doesn't want to listen to me yell <laughs> for 30 minutes i was like okay i'm gonna bring in an audience surrogate named blake tanner i really don't know how i'm going to help i'm kind of scared and what well, it's just like fuck I, and, and i was sitting here like why am i getting so heated it, it is because i love pro wrestling and wwe Monday Night Fucking Raw is the flagship show. In other words, if anybody's like, I want to check out professional wrestling, this is what they go to. Yeah, this is your number one spot. This is the door into this world, and these cocks fucked it up two weeks in a row. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I am so fucking mad. Oh, boy. Okay. Saddle up, so y'all. Show, show opens. Uh, you know what? After ha- hell in a heck in a sec last night, where the big shocking thing, Drew McIntyre's thing, was ended by Randy Orton. Who opens the show? Oh, Drew McIntyre, not the new fucking champion, Drew McIntyre, and he walks out smiling. So he's happy he lost. He's yeah. He's just like I'm real happy about it. <laughs> I can't. I gotta say, t- what happened last night happened. And I came out smiling. But if you think, if you were in my brain, you'd know it's a different story. I'm like, then fuck it. And I guess it's their way of keeping Drew a likable baby face to have him continue to come out and smile. Yeah, but then, and then I, I will. This was smart. They brought out the Miz to do heel shit because one, you can show Drew getting angry and beat the shit out of the Miz, and two, it would lead to a match where, in my mind, Miz would get a sneak victory over the former champion. That way, in everyone's head, it's. Oh, he may actually win when he cashes in, because Miz needs something. Because he's he got the briefcase last night. Let's do something with it. Because you forced so, it off my boy. 
foisted off the boy. Oh, then, I was mad about uh, that. Then Drew beats them both up. Miz does the worst knee clip of all time. <laughs> like, it looked like he just kind of tickled the back of Drew's knee, and then Drew looks at him and is like, I'm a make match for later. I'm a eat your baby. Why does, <laughs> why does your Drew McIntyre just fat bastard? Get in my belly, miss. So that happens. Then there are going to be three matches on the show, qualifying matches to be on the Survivor Series team. AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy, Sheamus versus Matt Riddle, and um, fucking uh, big guy they ruined. I'm so broken, I can't remember his name. Which one? The No, the, the one we're all still mad about. Keith Lee? Yes, Keith Lee versus um versus uh uh Guitar Man. Elias, <laughs> there you go. This is how mad I am. So <laughs> AJ versus Hardy is up first. This was a two out of five quality stinker, because the story of this match is AJ got big black man who scare people. That is the storyline with AJ Styles right now. I will say AJ starts by cutting a promo. He finally because last week he didn't bring up the fact that he had Shaquille O'Neal behind him but this week he was finally like I got me a big motherfucker he don't like to be looked at anyways I'm back get, get out of his face now Hold, don't uh, he brings up the fact that he is currently undefeated on Raw and then makes another reference to Jeff Hardy being an alcoholic cause fuck that's his character that is Jeff Hardy's character is I am a former alcoholic <laughs> oh, lovely um, so there was a commercial break after literally just one minute of the match. AJ fucking won after Hardy got scared by the big man. It was a better finish than last week because at least Hardy tried to fight and wasn't like Matt Riddle who was like, I don't want to do not just hit me with a Styles Clash. Just end it. So Fuck he me. wins post-match. Elias hits Jeff with a guitar, because we gotta keep this shit going, I guess. Of we course. go back to our truth getting interviewed. And you know our truth, the fun loving goofster. Yeah, I love our truth. He's great. When they interview him and they're like, Are you afraid? And then our truth, there was some funny shit. Like he was going through the motions of like I'm the 24-7 I-95 South whatever champion, but it was surprisingly serious. He was like, I'm not scared of nobody. I'm hard true. And I'm like, no. Motherfucker. So, I saw what you did with that shark. So that was to set up the next match. There's no reason for this match. And it's Lucha House Party versus Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. Okay. Our truth Because those are the people that chased out our truth at the pay-per-view. So they go, fuck it, tag team match, because it's a three-hour Raw, and even though we do recap every fucking thing on the planet, we still don't have enough content. So they do this match. There's no fucking reason for it. Our truth says he's going to go down and scout the talent who's coming for him. And then fucking straight, I can't remember, it was Gulak or Tazawa, straight up clocks him in the jaw. Like, like they were uh, trying to pin him, but even then, clocks him in the jaw. Now, you, you watch professional wrestling, Blake Tanner. What happens when an outsider hits someone? 
Like that 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 is like that does ten times more damage than normal. No, that's not what I mean. I mean like what would happen if you say you're the oh, referee? It's a fucking disqualification. I see what you mean. No, the fuck it's not. It's not. It's not a DQ. The match fucking continues. Uh, Lucha House Party get a roll up victory on somebody. Then people just keep trying to roll up our truth. Then our truth runs away. This is the worst 24 7 segment in history, which pisses me off because. They were Akira Tozawa got eaten by a shark, and now we're on to this. Uh, that's uh, that's just a normal segment. That's not supposed to be what a twenty four seven segment is. And it's yeah, it was, okay. So now Firefly Funhouse. I was really hoping my thing, and like we talked with Dylan uh, before this, and he he really enjoyed it. But for me, do you remember when Bray started like not knowing where his storylines were going? And would just be like, I'm going to say some spooky swamp shit, man. I don't know. You ever have a nice mint julep? My name is Bray Wyatt. Like, it's just random bullshittery. That's what it feels like now. Is like, yes, there are a few clear, like, there were clear indicators. Like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a Randy match coming up. But think about what he was doing with Roman. Like, the fact that he had already set up a, a, a little nugget of the wobbly walrus. Already a little nugget of a fun story, which, by the way, they fucking took from me. And, yeah, and so that's what it was. Also, uh, they were dressed like the Mad Hatter and Alice, and at one point, Bray just goes, we're all a little mad down here. And I'm like, that's not the fucking quote, bro. (laughs) You were so close. You were so close to this. Um, And Alexa, I think she's still getting her footing underneath her, but she was a little bit awkward during this. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Up next, we get a promo from Big Man, who the company ruined Keith Lee, and I don't know how they did it. But it's like a, it's, he is like a Stepford wife right now. He is like, okay. Think of a generic babyface promo. Think of the cadence. Think of the speech patterns. Think of what you would get from a shitty babyface on Raw. And you got that exactly from Keith Lee. Like it was full on, like, Braun Strowman, he cheated last week. How dare. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for ruining Keith Lee. That's not Keith Lee, man. It's no. a fucking... And, okay, good. I can talk about it in a minute. Firstly, before the, I, I do, Nia and Shayna go to talk to Pierce backstage. They both want to be captains of Team Raw. I thought it would be really fun put them both on the team and then have them have a match to determine who the captain was because I'd pay fucking rent money to watch Shayna versus Nia to see who's going to be on Team Raw. That's not what we got. What we got, I will talk about in a few. So now we get Elias versus Lee. Elias promotes his new album because that's what heels do. And by the way, WWE went the fuck along with it. They were like, he's number two in iTunes. He's number one. Like they kept promoting the heels product on television. Yeah, the the so, heel. I I can understand the heel promoting it, but not the company itself. 
And also, remember, WWE has control of the crowd now, which is the scariest sentence I've ever said. So that means during a shitty Hell in a Cell match with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, if they want them to say this is awesome, they will. By the way, it is directly piped from 2K19. I figured that out last night. Are you fucking serious? Um, Yes, it's the exact same fucking audio from 2K19. So that means they can control what the crowd does. Which means that when the heel says, what does WWE stand for? They probably shouldn't say walk with Elias and support the guitar bad man. But they fucking did it twice. They were like, yeah, walk with fucking Elias. Buy a CD on iTunes, you cucks. Fuck yeah. I can't. So then Keith Lee comes out. And Bud... Keith Lee looks like a fucking puppy in an ASPCA commercial. He's just walking out. Keith Lee didn't smile. Keith, like, and that was, Keith is so fucking charming and adore. I love Keith Lee. You had Drew McIntyre come out at the very beginning after a massive loss, smiling, and you wouldn't let Keith Lee, the guy that loves to smile, like, that, that, that like, he, he has an electric fucking smile. Yeah. Well, you don't understand if you looked in Drew McIntyre's brain, you'd know there's bad thoughts. He got bad thoughts in the brain. So, Keith comes out looking absolutely fucking miserable. And at this point, I got furious with commentary, which I did multiple times because they just straight up fucking lied. Because they said... Earlier tonight, Elias helped AJ Styles win a match against Jeff Hardy. No the fuck he didn't. The match was over for minutes. And yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah. So that happened. Uh, uh, it's basically just a, a squash match with Keith being a big scary boy. I do like the end. Elias actually started to look a little bit vicious. And then Jeff Hardy's music plays. You know, helping fucking Keith Lee win, which is not what Elias did. Jeff Hardy's the fucking heel now in this storyline. Keith hits the spirit bomb, and then I guess what happens? Guess what fucking happens? What happened? Oh, he gets hit with a guitar by Jeff Hardy because, you know, we gotta fucking trade those shots in, baby. Okay, so do you think... That the segment earlier was written to have Elias interfere and something fucking happened? Or did it look like that was the way it was supposed to go? It Unless he was, like, shitting and couldn't just get out there in time. No, because it was literally nothing. Like, it just the planned and a very good ending, I will say, to that match. Which is, like, goes for Whisper in the Wind. Or, uh, no, goes for the Swanton Bomb. Instead, goes to the outside, AJ jumps over, goes for the twist of fate on the apron, rams him into the post, then throws him back in the ring. Phenomenal forearm, great ending, made sense, made a logical reason why AJ would get one over on him, and then Elias took his opportunity. So no, fuck it. Then we go backstage, and the Hurt Business just kind of taunt a guy for shitting in their bathroom. I am not kidding. That's what happens. How far in the show are we? I think an hour and a half. We're 50% of the way. Oh, mother, lover, and child, why? So, remember, 
Drew McIntyre had a whole ass opening segment with The Miz. Randy Orton gets a two minute promo <laughs> where he's like, I'm a 14 time champion, and it don't matter if you're a big dog or if you're a little dog, I'm going to take you out. Survivor Series. Randall Keith Orton. Hey, my, my name's <laughs> Randy Orton. Randy Orton. <laughs> and now. <laughs> this this match legitimately and i shit you not almost made me involuntarily just go fuck and that's been that's Jesus. been in me that's been in me since this match and i just had to let it out right now <gasps> and it is it's the hurt business versus retribution in an elimination match. You know, ahead of Survivor Series, the big elimination pay-per-view. We just do it now. We just do it now before Hell in a Cell. It don't matter. Fuck you. We're WWE. After Hell in a Cell, before Survivor Series. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, commentary's like, this has been building for months. I'm like, they've had fucking multiple matches, dog. You don't need to be like, oh, they're finally getting their hands on one another. Yeah. <laughs> Um, MV, and also during this, we got a recap of like Hell in a Cell. We got a recap of the Retribution business. We then got the Hurt business coming out. Like it was a whole segment to just waste fucking time before we got to the match. Uh, MVP comes out and is basically like, yo, the higher ups gave us money. And uh, that's why we're fighting Retribution. So I'm like, okay, so I have no reason to care about either of you. Awesome. Great. What it do? Oh, I forgot about this line. And then at the end, he's like, and after we take him out, we're going to be waiting for our payment. And then Shelton Benjamin goes, and we only accept our payment in gold. Like, fucking Shelton, (laughs) what does that mean? Shelton, what does that mean, dog? You you can't pay with gold at Walmart. You need money, buddy. I know for a fact that Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not pay his people in gold. He might pay himself in gold. But no, fuck. So uh, it starts off with, uh, I think it was T-Bar and uh, Bobby, and it was just a big boy punch fight, which is my, that's my new words I like to use on this show, which is where they want to show aggression, and the only way they know how to do that is by just having two guys do some punches to one another. Big boy punch fight. It's what defines the legacy of the Drew McIntyre Randy Orton storyline. Uh, Ali comes out looking smug as all hell, which pisses me off because then he's just gonna play the cowardly heel later because that's just what the fuck he does. Then I realized it was elimination and that's when I started to get really mad. And then uh-huh. before commercial break fucking Reckoning or Mia Yim is what I will call her. Yeah. Gets on, gets on the apron, and then just starts scratching like she's an addict trying to get her goods, then gets in the ring and legitimately acts like she's being possessed by the fucking devil, falls on the ground, then MVP gets rolled up, one, two, three, MVP's eliminated, but, okay. Hold on, can we just go back a second? Yeah. Can we just, like, we gotta unpack that later, but can we just... Okay. I'm calm again. There is now just a second... I... You've already got Alexa Bliss doing it. Why? Well, 
There's a reason. Oh, God. Because as we came back from commercial break, which, by the way, she was convulsing, like, minutes after the uh, the pinfall. Come back from commercial. Ah, she was faking it. No big deal. She was just trying to fool them hurt business boys. Uh, hey, maybe do that before the commercial. Like, do that immediately after the pinfall. Mm-hmm. Do it immediately after the pinfall, and then it's a big fun, like... Oh, okay. She's getting that. That would have been fun. But the fact that they then gave us a whole commercial break to wonder what the fuck's happening with reckoning, it ruined it. It's like a, on a SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. Like the it was a Sami Zayn versus Jeff, I think, and the turnbuckle pad disappeared, and it was this big mystery who took the turnbuckle pad away. They came back. It was Sammy. So like they just immediately revealed it as they came back from commercial. And like Yeah. It okay. was immediate. Okay. So and then also Reckoning got sent backstage for her little possession stunt. Mm-hmm. Slapjack gets speared, eliminated, and that's the point I said, fuck it. T Bar and Lashley get eliminated by countout. Once again, fuck it. Mace gets eliminated by a double team maneuver. And then Ali gets to play the fucking cowardly heel. We've got enough of these. We don't need Ali to do it. Because Ali's a f- legitimate badass. I hate Ali playing the cowardly heel. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, there are just some people that that does not fit. And Ali is one of them. I think, well, here's my thing. I think they're thinking, oh, he's the leader. He's the one who dishes out the plans. He's not the one who wants to fight. I would like to take you back to someone who made the plans was possibly one could call an architect (laughs) and he never fucking looked like a coward in any match maybe not during the match but there was definitely a period where seth had his coward phase but it was not like he would always fight in the match yeah it wasn't like a oh no oh no oh no so then at that point i'm like because they keep pulling me in with Retribution, because I legitimately like them. I legitimately like Retribution. I like the storyline. I just hate everything else. Yeah, then, you know what? The worst thing is, you like them, so they're not going to be around for long. Well, not... Yeah, because it's actually a very well-done storyline on their end. WWE's just yet to pick up the other end of the thread and tie it all together. Right. Then, and so at this point, I'm like, okay, this is the big one. They're making a big deal out of this one. This is when Retribution's finally gonna win. (laughs) No, Ali gets a steel fucking chair and just hits a motherfucker with it. And that's the moment I (laughs) reflexively almost broke my hand hitting my chair in fury. Jesus. And so then, and later he does cut a promo where he's like, no, we decide when we're gonna give the retribution. I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck you at this point. Ah, you're taking our name now. So Hurt Business fucking wins by DQ. And then afterwards, Ali, you'd think since he's got a steel chair. Ali could do some shit now, right? At least he might have lost, but he can still get a victory in, in the pain that he causes. Now, motherfucker just kind of gets punked out by Hurt Business and leaves. Why? So that was something. I, I just like this. I just like putting those two together in a feud. That just sucks. Yeah. 
So Garza is backstage attempting to seduce Mandy Rose. Then he finds out that Mandy's taken, so he tries to seduce Dana Brooke. Then he tries to seduce Shayna Baszler, which fucking popped me. <laughs> That's okay. That's great. I, I will say, you know what? Props on Garza for, like, stepping back when he realized that she was unavailable. And so then after that, Shayna... Or, uh, I'm sorry, Naya actually takes his rose... And apparently Nia wants to fuck Garza at this point. And then uh, another moment where Raw decided to lie to us. Because we get the whole, uh, you're going to be on our team. No, you're going to be on our team. And then Dana goes, and it might have been Mandy, it was one of them, goes, you know what, we haven't been defeated since we've been on Raw. And I'm like, you fucking lost last week. You were in a <laughs> fatal four-way match that was won by the people you're talking to. The literal people you're talking to beat you last week. Like, it was a... I get it. Fatal four-way. No pinfall or submission. But, yeah, no. Fuck. They beat you. So then they promoted you some lose. more heel shit. <laughs> Good day, sir. So then they promote more heel shit. Which made me mad. Then we get McIntyre versus Miz. McIntyre was smiling some more. Beats the shit out of the Miz. And um, what did Drew McIntyre do last night? Lost. Like, what, what was his night like, do you think? I mean, I would say it was not a good night. Well, no, but, but judging by this match, I'd say Drew McIntyre made a smoothie and had a light fucking jog. <laughs> because he did not sell roughly anything. After a match where they were literally saying this motherfucker has internal bleeding and severe injuries. He's doing fine. He's sprinting around, baby. He's kipping up. WWE is really bad about, like, getting their people to sell, I've noticed. Unless they are, like, somebody who has come up where they, like, made a point that they're a good seller, they do not press selling is part of their shit and this is this is part of it i i don't know how good of a seller mcintyre was outside of wwe but it's just like that's a systemic thing in wwe that i hate yeah so so that's that's my rant the, yeah so mcintyre's kipping up taking every shot Miz has got and feeding it back to him tenfold. Uh, Miz tries for a real shitty roll-up, fails, Claymore, McIntyre wins. Um, where the fuck does Miz go from this? I don't know. Okay, I love Miz. Miz is not a top-tier wrestler, so I don't know why you would put him in a match as part of your storyline. No, no, no. I'm fine. I, I Like I said, I love this. Because if he was able to get a sneak victory over a very broken and very beaten Drew McIntyre, it would then make sense in the future for him to be able to take out a broken and beaten Randy Orton. But he didn't. But he didn't. But he did. I I wish they had played it where Drew should not have been fighting. I wish they had played it like that. And then have Drew still kick Miz's ass, but then like very last minute because for some reason he was selling his knee but i don't remember a knee injury last night like i mean obviously he fucking fell off seven foot to the ground through a table like knee's gonna hurt but like it wasn't something focused on last night but they just kind of made a point of it tonight and so huh a knee injury 
what kind of move would be really good against someone with a knee injury? Oh, perhaps a figure fucking four? One of oh. the Miz's finishers? So, like, oh. ha- yeah, have oh. Miz lock him in the figure four. He taps, or not taps out, he passes out due to pain because they don't want baby faces to tap because they're psychopaths. Yep. But, so that <sighs> happened, and then... Before we get to the next segment, Blake, they cut to the Thunderdome. And you know lately they've had uh they've had some people in there, like Big E was in there one week. They had uh Goldberg in there for a uh Roman match. They've had a lot of people. Would you would you like to guess? Well mm-hmm. would for a second there I thought you were about to say they cut to Raw Underground and I almost shat my pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it, it that's luckily dead. It's shocking that they're doing worse without it. Uh so, who do you think was in the Thunderdome? Um, I don't know. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, somebody on the roster. No, absolutely not. Faye McMahon. <laughs> no. Steph? No. <laughs> Am I hard or cold? You are so fucking cold, and I don't know how- You are- gl- you are fucking Glacier, and I don't know how to get to you to- get you to this desert. Fuck it, tell me. Well, I mean, me and my family were just sitting back in the Thunderdome. All right, all right, all right. Watching old Drew McIntyre beat up the dang, dang Miz. No, what? <laughs> Matthew no. McConaughey, baby. No, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Matthew what? McConaughey. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> it was so fucking buck wild on this dumb, stupid program. <laughs> so then we get segment of the night, the new day are dressed as the Street Profits, and at first I went, are they trying to trick us and make us believe the brand split never happened and that they are the Street... Because they both do very, very good imitations of it. Uh, At one point, Kofi falls asleep in X-Coast. You can't go full Dawkins. You never go full Dawkins. And this was basically a segment to say, here are your Survivor Series matches, ladies and gentlemen. Some will be good, some will be bad. Oh, and also, there's no NXT. So we're not going to get to see EO versus Sasha versus Asuka. We're not going to get to see fucking Balor versus uh, Randy versus Roman. We're not going to get to see a lot of really good shit. It's just just there to tell us the card. Hurt Business come out basically setting up a match against Sami Zayn. Oh, I forgot about this. And it's this is both a blessing and a curse. Because in the middle of it, Asuka did run out and just scream in Japanese before going, We want the smoke! And someone pointed this out on Twitter. But I, I was think taking Asuka- a drink. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think Asuka has become Vince's new favorite comedy person, which is a gift in that we do get to see more Asuka. But it is a curse in that we probably won't see a lot of Asuka wrestling, just her screaming in Japanese and random backstage segments. Now, if this does mean we get a women's 24-7 title... Um. <laughs> So, uh, then after, then the end of it, Hurt Business is like, also, we're going to try to challenge you for the tag titles eventually or whatever. Bye. <laughs> and then Asuka's like, New Dead Rock! Fuck yeah, Asuka. So that was good. Then they interview McIntyre and he's like, I'm still pretty fucking happy. And then they were like, he's having a great night. I'm like, are you fucking sure about that? 
Hello world, there's a song I've been singing. <laughs> Come, Come on, on get happy. <laughs> it's just like oh, McIntyre having a great night. He fucking shouldn't be, yo. After what happened last night, he should be having a rough couple of days, but no. And then basically all this segment was was McIntyre. I've I've learned that like you remember the teacher and peanuts? Would you be like, wah, 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 and you kind of only got the basics of what they were trying to say. That's what this was, because I heard Drew McIntyre speaking, but all I got out of it was, I'm going to attack Randy in the main event. You're going to have to deal with more of this. So instead of wah, 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 you heard, wah, 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 Randy Orton, wah. So also, Adam Pierce is now an authority figure, I guess, because he comes out and is like, hey, I'm going to announce the members of the women's team on Team Raw. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax. And I said, okay, I like this. They deserve to be on there. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke. They don't deserve to be on there. They've only been on the roster for a few, but okay. I would have preferred, by the way, if we're going to just try to fix it as we go. Shayna versus Nia. Mandy versus Dana. And those winners move on to the team. So you would end up getting Shayna and then Mandy onto the team. Then you get Naomi on the team. You get, uh, and then two other good ones. <laughs> and then two, uh, that's, uh, that's easier said than done, but two other good people. Well, and then Shayna and Naya argue over who the te- team captain is. And then Adam Pierce is like, yo, the final person will be decided next in a fatal four-way match. And I'm like, how shitty is your tag, is your fucking women's division that you were just like, I don't know, these two tag teams, and I don't know. I don't know, just to make the rest fight. So, it's Nikki Cross. So I said, okay, Peyton Royce, all right. Lacey Evans, fuck. And Lana. Oh, no. This is the point where um, I I told you I had to take a break to go eat ice cream because I was so angry. This is where that was. And so when I came back, I did have some time ahead. So I did watch this at two times speed because I just fucking couldn't. I just fucking couldn't. The best part of this entire match was the fact that if you looked at commentary, Nia Jax had stolen Byron Saxton's chair. That was the best part of this match. (laughs) Um, We come back from commercial. Peyton's dominating. Nikki has some fun offense. And then I, I had given this about two out of five, three out of five. But you know the Tower of Doom spot. Where it's a suplex, but the bottom person, of course, either hits a back suplex or a power bomb, whatever variation. Well, they do that. Very popular, especially in women's matches. I find how 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 often that pin people. How often that move pin people? Oh no no no! That usually knocks everybody like involved out. Well, Blake Tanner, in this match. Uh, I can't, uh, Nikki is on the top getting suplexed by Lacey and then Peyton runs up hits a actually pretty decent German so they all fall down now stop there is one person in this match that you have not mentioned was part of that Tower of Doom and yeah. don't 
Say it. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't yeah. think it. Don't say it. Don't. Yeah. No. No. I can't change. We can't change the past. We can't change what's only the future. Uh. So Lana just runs in the ring, and off of this random nothing spot that happens in every match and never gets a pinfall, Lana gets the pinfall, goes, and then celebrates with her team, which leads to Naya hugging her. And holding her in place while Shayna rips apart the announce table just so they could put Lana through it. And that was the only good part of the segment. Okay. So they put her through it, which is hilarious. Yeah. So then um, Randy... Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck. No. We've got to talk about this later. <laughs> I've just got to sit here with this information until we record Fight Boys. So... <sighs> Randy's interviewed, and they're basically like, yo, the Fiend's coming after you. You still going on Moment of Bliss? And he's like, yeah, sure, why not? And then Retribution cuts a promo saying, we're not a family or a team. We're a mission. And we decide when... Basically, they said, we decide when we win, which makes it even worse what they've been doing. Uh, Then we get Riddle versus Sheamus, which was unfortunately match of the fucking night. Because uh, it was weirdly very technical. Oh, <laughs> like interesting. It, it, there was a lot of very good technical shit in it in the beginning. When we come back from commercial break, uh, the heel got control because that's how WWE works. It was actually pretty fun. Riddle reversed the Irish curse bl- backbreaker into a chokehold. And that should have been the finish. That was a badass moment. And then, but obviously... Unless it's a Tower of Doom spot and Lana's involved. If it's not your finisher, it's not going to end a match in WWE. Not not for nothing. I know that they say when Randy works, he works great. And Riddle is a good wrestler, but a shitbag of a person. So I get that. Like, I had to admit it, like, last week, I think, where I'm like, he has very creative, fun offense. He's just a human shitbag with a terrible character. Yes. You know what? Could have been Lars. So, well, no, that's SmackDown, so I do have to wait till Friday to have that. So, Sheamus on Team Raw, AJ on Team Raw, and uh, Keith Lee on Team Raw. So, they're, they're fucking losing. Yeah. So, now we move on to the main event. And it's Moment of Bliss with Randall Keith Orton. Now, you'll remember last week I was very upset about the fact that to promote the big Hell in a Cell match between Randy and Drew, they only gave Randy five minutes. Now, Randy did make the most of those five minutes, and then they had to go off the air early, and it looked really awkward. Well, you know, WWE, they always learn from their mistakes. No, no they don't. They gave him five minutes. Those dumb pieces of shit gave him five fucking minutes. Why do you give Orton only five minutes when Orton, like, honestly, Orton can cut a real nice promo if you give him some time. So, Alexa is now, like, I don't get Alexa. Because she was a creepy demon, creepy demon, then she got moved to Raw, and now she's just, like, a little girl, which seems a little weird and fetishy for me that I don't like. Like, she's wearing, I, I, I think it's inspired by Chucky, but she is wearing overalls and dressing like a princess. Is it? That almost sounds like the most Americanized way that somebody can do, like, a Lolita fetishism. Yeah. So, That's terrifying. 
Uh, Alexa's like, why don't you sit down, Randy? Because she's very good. She's got that creepy little kid voice going, sit down. He goes, I'm good, actually. I'm going to stand. I don't, I feel you. Uh, Yeah. And so then uh, Randy goes, let's cut to the chase. Do you have a surprise for me? (laughs) There was a setup. It wasn't like he was looking at a little girl like, have you got a surprise? No, he goes, do you have a surprise for me? And she goes, no, you're the WWE champion. Any talk show would be excited to get you. I mean, last night at Hell in a Cell, you and and Drew McIntyre burned the house down. At which point Randy's like, oh, I get it, because I burnt down Wyatt's fucking cabin that one time. Anyways. Yeah. So Orton finally is like, okay, fuck it. Where's the fiend? The only fiend here is a Scottish fiend. Out comes McIntyre. And big boy punch fight. It's everyone's favorite part of the show. The part where we see a big boy punch fight. They did another one. They did another one, huh? But then, oh, well, the best part of this, by the way, was uh, Alexa, because she was just sitting on the turnbuckle laughing at them. Because then, <laughs> lights shut out. Okay. And then when they come back on, I thought this was clever. Randy thought he was being a real smart guy because he ran up the ramp and Drew stayed in the ring. So he's like, I'm going to leave Drew to get beat up. But no. The Fiend was behind Randall, because The Fiend is a demon, you see. And it's, you can't <laughs> You see, I am a demon. So, on what is the most ridiculously dumb moment of the show? The camera pans to where you can see The Fiend behind Randy. Mm-hmm. And much... And much like the man who walked out of hell, lest he turn back and his bride be turned into a pillar of salt, Randy Orton did not turn around. He just walked back towards the ring. I wanted that spot to happen for so long and I didn't see it. So he just says no, walks back to the ring, and then as if nothing fucking happened, him and Drew just start big boy punch fighting again. You think Drew would be like, hey, let's team up or something, but no, he's just like, fuck it, fight. There are moments in my life that I am sad that I will never get to relive. And this is one of those. I already know. And so they're fighting and they land on the announce desk and the little like raw copyright 2020 pops up. And I said, surely the fiend will do something. Because this whole segment was to build up the fevers as Randy Orton. But no, and it's not even the slow fade. It is a smash cut to a clear eyes commercial. They are fighting and then it's just like, do you have dry red eyes? Get clear eyes. It was jarring. It was like a jump scare. So that was raw. Fuck. God damn, I... 
I am so fucking lost. How many segments made it to a four or above? I only think that one might have been able to do it. Um, I actually gave Riddle and Seamus a four out of five. Okay. Which is sad. Although, to be fair, if I was watching it at normal speed <laughs> and not my <laughs> double up, double up now speed, it probably would have gotten less. Uh, New Day and Street Profits actually only got a three out of five from me <sighs> because it was fun. But I'm also now thinking, like, as a storyteller, and I'm sitting here going, this is nothing. This is a commercial for Survivor Series that I'm watching, and that's it. Oh, all right. I, I, can, only, I can only speak as somebody who didn't watch it, so I'm going to need to watch it. But fuck, man, that sounds terrible. It was, it wasn't well done. This was burnt. This is ashes. Actually, no, because last week I said that Raw was burnt. This one is ashes in the wind. That is how fucked up this one got. They took a blowtorch to it and didn't stop until there was nothing left but the concrete underneath. I will say, judging by my past Raw watching experiences, when you get to this point in the year... You are in the the doldrums, like the desert of Raw, and it does not pick up until January. Like, at least last year, we had the fun NXT shit, so you could see Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole and shit like that. But no. Also, I read apparently the NXT thing is because, like, some recruits at the PC were doing, like, over-the-top parties that got them in trouble, and that's why NXT's not allowed back. But even then, I'm like, hey, maybe bring in the actual good show, please. Maybe please bring the good show up. That that sounds like a cop-out, so... That's a real cop-out. So yeah, it, it was well done. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E M-O, bother Blake at Blake A. Tanner, and remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. It gets you access to exclusive content like our Discord, which I am grateful. I will usually stream, like, AEW and shit and SmackDown through the Discord. I am grateful that I did not stream this episode of Raw, because I do not want our lovely listeners to be subjected to, like... I I will say, I do thank you for coming on, because you made talking about it an enjoyable experience. (laughs) I'm glad, because it sounds like you just, you, much like everybody last night, went through hell. It was really bad. And as always, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. I just got, like, real bad stomach pains. This show... (laughs) This show has wrecked me. 